Trump says I'm Yahweh. <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 113 of Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is Andy. Uh, and we got drinks here. We got drinks here. Yeah, and, and it, it, you, it sounds like I'm like hyper and have a lot of energy, but I don't. Punchy. It's I've just punchy, learned, Justin. I've also learned that as soon as we start recording, mm-hmm. I have a higher voice. Really? Yeah. Like, I have, like, this recording voice where I'm like, hi, how's it going? Do I? That's funny. Do, do I? No, you just kind of talk normal. Nice. I feel like if I'm having, like, a like a serious evening conversation or something, my voice is lower. But then I, as soon as I hit record, I'm, like, I'm like on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, you're so on right now. <laughs> you're freaking glowing. <sighs> you're glowing. Look that's, at you. That's the light above my head. Oh, that's true. Um. So it's an evening with Snackdown again, and this time it's a cocktails evening. Cocktails evening. And uh, let's take a sip of this. Okay. It's getting cooler. Yeah. Or warmer, actually. Mmm. <laughs> wow. When I put it to my face, it kind of reminded me of licorice, kind of. And I think that's because this drink has absinthe in it. Yes. But then I didn't taste... It wasn't as strong of absinthe when I actually sipped it. It just comes off on the nose stronger than... Kind of do like a... Like, do like kind of a Kentucky chew with this drink. I only know how to do a New York chew. And then swallow it. To me, the absinthe carries through. Uh, and it's only a half a teaspoon per, per cocktail. Wow. You're measuring in teaspoons. Oh, yeah. Wow. So this is what we call a corpse reviver. And today, the thread that's going to bring it all together is a thread of a botanical wine that we like to call Lille Blanc. So nice. that's what we're having that's cool and i was just talking to don <laughs> which everyone now knows who don is hey. I was talking to don at work and he's like you should do some aperitifs uh, on your podcast and this is an aperitif so here we are right yeah there um, we go. i uh andy mentally knew that conversation happened mentally knew yeah what do you mean it's kind of like a truer like a... form of telepathy okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but this so, is so corpse survivor makes me think it's gonna be like <gasps> and like wake me up, which is good because I'm very tired. It's been a long, long week. <laughs> so yeah, I, so it's a very good drink. Um, and you know what we haven't done? What we should do is have a little bit of Lille Blanc in between maybe the corpse survivor and our second drink. Mm-hmm. How would that sound? Yeah. So before we forget, just take us through, take us in a walk through the the corpse survivor forest and point out the different ingredients that sounds terrifying <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah a corpse survivor forest sounds yeah, like take a, me through the corpse survivor forest it sounds like a like pet cemetery kind of yeah so the corpse survivor cocktail is one ounce of gin one ounce of lemon juice one ounce of cointreau or grand marnier one ounce of le lip blanc Half a teaspoon of absinthe, and then we do have an orange wedge for a uh, for the garnish. Nice, and it's um, I love the fact that it is so botanical. It is very botanical. It's very summery too. I would say it is very summery, especially for being called a corpse reviver. You know, maybe spring because things like burst to life in spring, so like uh-huh. all the corpses jump up and demand <laughs> or a maybe cocktail. It, or maybe it was that person that just got thawed out a little more. And so is, they weren't dead after all. Is there a? <laughs> isn't it scary that they used to like hang the bells mm-hmm. uh, on the graves because maybe you were just sleeping just or in case. like unconscious or yeah? I want. I don't want to know how, how many, many times those bells were rung. Can you imagine waking up in a coffin? <laughs> I can't yeah. even imagine 
how terrifying that would be. I mean, I can't imagine living in a time, in an era, where that was a possibility. (laughs) So the fact that those, like, bells existed (laughs) helped me sleep a little Mm -hmm. better at night. And being like, well, at least I can have the bells. Well, he's breathing and his heart's beating, but he's not waking up, so I guess he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, like, they used to have, like, open wakes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, too. So they were like, well, I guess we'll just kind of parade him around in a box for a little bit and... (laughs) Make it look like he's smoking a cigarette or whatever and <laughs> drink some whiskey next to him. And then we'll bury him. It's like, well, no, he's in a di- he's in diabetic ketoacidosis and he's in a diabetic coma. Um, <laughs> do they do they still take pictures of dead bodies today? You know how they used to have those like death books, like of your old family, and you would like see Oh, here's my like grandfather in a in a coffin. Uh I don't think that's so common at this point. Because I think people have enough photos of people that you're not really like, you know, oh my gosh, we've got so many great pictures of grandpa, but you know what we don't have? One of them dead. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have that lifeless picture of him. Can you imagine if the only picture you had to remember someone by was the coffin picture? Was was just that that restful look on someone's (laughs) face that's so restful it doesn't look like the person at all. Yeah. You know, and like that's all you have to go on for the rest of your life is a picture of that. Yeah, pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very sad. Uh, so that was actually that was very. I was like, whoa, what a weird tangent. But that was actually very appropriate uh, was. for course survivor. survivor. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this drink was uh, printed in the renowned Savoy Cocktail Book from 1930, and it's looks like people are saying it's it's very similar to a margarita. I don't, I don't at all. really think so at all. Um, or a sidecar. Okay. Sidecar is like the lemon. Yep. And gin. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Because sidecar is cognac. So this really isn't like any of those. No. I do appreciate the lemon in there, though. Would you order this? Um, would you order this in a bar? I would. Yeah. Yeah. This nice. reminds me of like a very speakeasy drink. You know? It's very speakeasy. I think, I think botanicals bring me to like a, a speakeasy mm-hmm. 1920s jazz kind of era. In absinthe makes it kind of like edgy boho. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, bud? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right? is Lily... Is Lily... Lily Blanc... Uh, what accent was that? That was not a French accent. <laughs> no. You're like, Lily Blanc? Lily, Lily Blanc? Get over here. Um, this is... It says aperitif and wine. It's an aperitif wine. Mm-hmm. It's only 17%. Only? That's, a high, that's high for a wine. Yeah, yeah, it's high for wine, but not high for liqueur. Right. So this is a this is a wine then. So do you drink this? Have you ever had this straight? Like, would you have a glass of Le Blanc, or is it solely a mixer? Um, I mean, if it's so. an aperitif, it it's obviously drank straight because that's what aperitifs are. You have like a small glass before a meal. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I mean, let's have a small glass before our second meal of. Cocktail. Yeah. Right? Liquid meal. Ugh. <laughs> so. Can you, hold on, really quick, can you taste all the ingredients in this? I can definitely smell the absinthe. Uh, okay, smell or taste. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Can I would you say the main taste? flavors, the main flavor is lemon mm-hmm. with a hint of gin and absinthe. Agreed. The Cointreau is very subtle. Yeah. It just kind of pulls it together. I think it tries to kind of balance citric flavor mm-hmm. and the acidity and sourness you know what i mean like because citrus isn't always always about that sour so mm-hmm. but yeah i i would taste mostly lemon mm-hmm. with like an underlying tones of gin and absinthe but the smell is 
It's like a good and plenty's box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so before we forget, yeah. uh, we didn't have an episode last week, and that's because we did our live event. It was awesome. Yeah, and so anyone that came out, we thank you, and thanks to Barry Acorn for letting us do it there. Yeah, and thanks for Petite Nosh for serving up some food. Yeah, they, um, you know, they brought it. It was good. Yeah, it was really, it was, really. It good. was very good. We um, had a, I had like a lemon blueberry French toast, mm-hmm. and then there was some sort of like slider, which was like some sort of seasoned ground beef wrapped around prosciutto or wrapped around cheese. Oh yeah, and then there was some sort of like sauce on it. Mm-hmm. I had an egg bite later. That was really. You had really an good. egg bite? Yeah, it was like this, like egg with like a hollandaise type sauce, and it was served over greens. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it on? Was that on the menu? Mm-hmm. Really I probably good. just glazed over the egg bite yeah, section. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, even their potatoes were good. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it was like the perfect food. I mean, I'm all about just a heavy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, you are too, right? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm if kid- I if I'm I, kidding, fans who are listening, we all know that I'm not an not. everyday cereal breakfast eater, but I will like. Wait, I like w- going are you out. S e r i a l or c e r e a l. Actually, both, because cereal is a series of things. Right, right. So, right, I'm right, not right, a cereal right, right. cereal breakfast eater. Okay, so c e r. But I do like going out and having like a nice breakfast. Like oh, eggs yeah. Benedict and French toast oh. and bacon and. Mm. Yes. Oh, they did have bacon too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good bacon. Good bacon. Yeah. So, and then Buried Acorn had like a lot of different types of beer, which a lot of times when I go out to bars, it's like lag, laggers, it's lagers and IPAs, basically, you know, but they. Laggers. From, uh, <laughs> slow lands in here. Um, <laughs> but they, they had uh, some good sours. They did so, have a good sour. Yeah. They had a, they had a good wide selection of beer that was appropriate for the summertime yeah some summer they, sours and they did some... have like a stout that was like there and they're just kind of like what are you doing here get mm. out of, get out of here it was, tempting. it was on the menu <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we had a lot of people come out we got to see some old guests that came lots of uh, i mean fans of the pod snack pack one might say that um only fans were there oh yeah so only fans <laughs> <laughs> we had an only fans it was it was it was a lot of fun Justin, your your friend Justin was there. Yep. And we met some new people. Tim was there. My my, my cousin Tim, yeah. his wife were there. Yep. Lev was there. Did you ever say that? Yeah. No. We, I mean, we don't have to name everyone that was there. We'll, we'll, name, people. we'll name everyone. No, we don't have to. <laughs> but we did meet some new people. Yeah, actually. we did meet yeah. some new Yeah, we met some new people. So I brought my recorder, like I said I was going to. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to interview. Yeah. I was like, who wants to record? <laughs> and everyone was like ducking and like, no, no. So I'm like, whatever. So I... Uh, <laughs> I just turned it on record once. The audio is not that great because no one was like right up against the mic. But yeah. I mean, we can play a short conversation. Okay. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. So it's not like I cocaine you how you get off hit of by like a, a, horse get by a horse Right. No, it's not. It's not doing cocaine off of a horse saddle and then getting like the energy <laughs> to ride that bucket. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no first cocaine, then the ball. Then the, well, that's what Justin was suggesting. I don't think that's it. That would be kind of a cool show, though. Um, um, bump, it, <laughs> call it the bumping bronco, right? Because you do a bump. Okay. Yeah. Great. I think that's a sexual position. But then uh, the bump? The bumping bronco? Yeah, I think you're absolutely don't, right. Don't Google it. <laughs> well, there you, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. We, we, like, we were at Don's. 
two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And we didn't do anything last week. And now we're finally here in like the regular Snackdown studio. And my uh, Snackdown notebook's been growing. There's a lot of good topics on there. There's a, there's, <laughs> it's like a fruit tree, easily pluckable conversations. Uh, only one ripe, though. Mm-hmm. Is it ripe? There's a lot of ripe ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's pick one from the fruit tree and then add a little Lillet Blanc. Lillet Blanc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So we'll pick a good one off uh-huh. this list. There's a lot of them. This one says sweatshirt tree. <laughs> sweatshirt tree? Yeah. So here's a little backstory. <laughs> so What's going on? Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> with like an idea like running through my head mm-hmm. or like lyrics or like poetry or something. And usually it's like really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so in the past, there was I just woke up with like a whole like song lyrics in my head and i like mm-hmm. rushed and like wrote it down was the song where it's like sweatshirt tree <laughs> no but <laughs> this is old so i wrote it down and that was when i, when I was back playing music uh-huh. that was one of our most popular songs and a lot of times wake up sweatshirt like, tree no no we're not we haven't gotten a sweatshirt <laughs> tree far yet uh but a lot of times i'll wake up like oh like the lyrics that i have been waiting for like finally came to me and i'll write them down or mm-hmm. like an idea and so then i I woke up the other night and I was like, this is like gold. Like I thought of like the funniest video content we could ever do. And I was like, I'm going to forget this. I have to write it down. Otherwise I'm going to forget it. (laughs) I wrote down sweatshirt tree. Do you have any idea what it's about? (laughs) I do. And I woke up in the morning and I'm like, this is the worst idea I've (laughs) ever come up with. I'm like, well, now we have to do it. So I had this idea of, is it going to take a lot of time? (laughs) No, but I was like, it was like this idea of like this tree with like sweatshirts and I was like taking people and there was like a sweatshirt on the ground that I was like, oh, this one must be ripe. And I was like picking it up and we were like plucking sweatshirts off this tree and I was laying in bed. I like, no joke, thought it was like the funniest <laughs> thing. I just kept laughing like out loud to myself and like, I can't wait to tell Andy this is the funniest <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I have, I'm like. Should I write it down? I'm like, maybe I'll remember. I'm like, I can't risk forgetting It's like 2 a.m. You're like, should I just call him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wrote it down, and in the morning I looked at it, I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever thought of. Now we have to make that. And I wrote it in the dark, so I couldn't see what I was writing. So like the... the you're like, I took up three lines. <laughs> it was like a long, poorly written, <laughs> like a young child just learning to write. I wrote sweatshirt tree on this big... <laughs> envelope just, just grabbing grabbing the pen like a knife like you're about to stab something yeah. uh, sweatshirt <laughs> it's so funny because i remember laying in bed you may need to adjust your meds uh, <laughs> thinking how golden the idea was <laughs> and it was not i mean it sounds financially golden yeah i mean it would be easy to do what what aspect of that would be easy to do <laughs> just throwing some sweatshirts in a tree and getting a, a group of tourists for what to me to be like, here's a sweatshirt tree. I've been pruning it lately. and Oh, so that's part of the... <laughs> like, oh, this one just fell off the tree. It's a little rotten. And it's like got holes in it? <laughs> it's like a little brown. <laughs> oh, so maybe a moth has been eating its way through there. <laughs> a lot of people... We do a you-pick sweatshirt tree, but a lot of people just kind of like don't fill up a basket. They just put them on. <laughs> <laughs> like people like eating, like eating the fruit. Right. <laughs> you got a was, lot of sweatshirts all... on, sir. <laughs> Was this all during the dream, or was this you riffing right now? Riffing right now. Okay. I'm adding on to it. <laughs> Maybe it is a good idea. Yeah. Oh, man. Corpse Survivor? 
Very win. good. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah, it's, it make it reminds me kind of like a I don't know, like it reminds me of the absinthe drinks that we had, but just adding like a citrus twist to it, kind of like a summery twist. It makes absinthe way more palatable. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like absinthe is like the modifier. It's not like the front and center like pal right in the kissa, mm-hmm. you know? That's good. So let's get a let's get a little glass of Lelia Blanc and see what it tastes like. Just kind of snap it in, like it's right here. Wow, there's the drink. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, it smells good. Ooh. Mmm. It kind of reminds me of like a dessert wine. So, so Lille, I, I'm not going to say it. It's probably just Lille starting. Blanc? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's considered an, an aromatized wine within European Union law, and it's French from... Paul Denisac, again, like, we're just not doing this, you know, whatever, justice. It's 85% of the Bordeaux region wines um, and 15% macerated liqueurs. So it is, it's wine, but it's also with liqueur. So it's 85% wine and then 15% um, a citrus liqueur. Have you ever had it straight before? I had a little bit the other night straight, yeah. It's pretty good. It reminds me of like a dessert wine, like a nice wine. Mm -hmm. So they mix it. And then uh, it's stirred in oak fats until it's blended. Hmm. It reminds me a little bit of like a Moscato. It's like a, it, it, it's, it's sweet, it's citrusy, and it's a little peppery, would you say? Peppery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think it's peppery? Maybe like a couple seconds after I've swallowed. You're like, you're like maybe a l- one pepper. Yeah. <laughs> it's kernely? <laughs> it's kernely. Pepper kernel? <laughs> yeah. It, it it doesn't have like a high rank in the military. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kernels are pretty high though, right? Uh, it depends on the branch. Hmm. I mean, I I wouldn't say they're like low, um, but it all depends on the branch. Really? You could be a kernel transfer, be a kernel, but be lower. Uh, you wouldn't... <laughs> if you transferred branches, like, which I really I don't... I want to transfer, <laughs> but I want to make sure that my kernel status is still in play. And they're like, oh, we'll let you be a kernel. <laughs> And you're just like cleaning toilets and you're like, yeah, <laughs> should have Googled it. I should have known Colonel meant janitor. <laughs> it's right here in Yahoo Answers. Darn me. <laughs> I want to transfer back. <laughs> no take backs. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, yeah. Real peppery. I don't taste the pepper. Just at the end. There it is. There is a little bit of an... Uh, it's like peppery rindy, maybe. Rindy, I would go with, yeah. Like skinsy. It's a little peppery, though. Skinsy? <laughs> skinsy? Like, like grape skins. You can't say that out loud again. Skinsy is one of the creepiest words I've ever heard. You said it three times already. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, think of how creepy that sounds. It is. Skinsy. <laughs> I feel like you need to phone a friend on that right now. <laughs> but I've already gotten verification from you. So, and you're the one who said it. <laughs> How's it different from like Rindy, though? I just added a. Mm, Skinzy is pretty different. <laughs> Skinzy. <laughs> well. Wow, you ate your orange. Yeah. So, we're looking at this Lele Blanc bottle. Lele is a subtle blend of rigorously selected wines, fruit, macerations, and quinquina. Are you trying to say quinoa? 
Is that how you say that? Q-U-I-N-Q-U-I-N-A? No, never mind. Okay, I was going to say, I've never heard... <laughs> I didn't know that was how quinoa was. <laughs> no, it's uh, fruit macerations and quinoa... Can't be it, but okay. Produced in <laughs> Prudensac wine cellars south of Bordeaux. Enjoy the litany over ice in cocktails or long drinks. What is quinquina? I don't know what quinquina is. Should we look up quinquina? Sure. It sounds like a Dick Van Dyke song. Quinquina. Quinquina. <laughs> I'm glad you knew exactly what I was thinking. I always go back to quinquina. <laughs> oh, quinquina is a, an aromatized wine and a variety of aperitif. Ooh. Traditionally, quinquinas contain chinchona bark. You said chinchilla bark? <laughs> chinchona, which provides mm. quinine. Mm. That's pretty neat. Yeah. You know what quinine's good for? Treating malaria. That's right. Well, let's take a little breaky, right? Yeah, and then we'll get back into the notepad. Oh. And another cocktail. <laughs> well, let's see where we go. <laughs> we'll see you in a gif. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Eat Local New York. So once you're done listening to this episode, make sure you head over to eatlocalnystate.com. Take a look at all their content. They've got podcasts. They've got a YouTube channel. And if you're in New York, they have a way of saving some money when you're eating at some local restaurants. So make sure you check them out. They've got a lot of content based around local food, local restaurants, local chefs, etc. And Anthony's a pretty cool guy. So make sure you check them out. Eatlocalnystate.com. And now, back to the show. And we're back! In the nick of time! Oh, <laughs> that was good. Thanks. In the sprig of time! Oh, nice, okay. Yeah. Well, you just kind of just modified what I said. Yeah, huh? a little bit. <laughs> like when you said Rindy and I said Skinzy. Just modifying. Just riffing off just each other. Just a modified other. version. Ugh. <laughs> They're very far from each other. <laughs> so we're drinking another thing right now. Yeah. Right? This is, and this is filled right to the brim. Right to the brim. What are we drinking? What are we having, Justin? Woohoo! <laughs> Yum. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I haven't even had it yet. Have you ever had this before at all? No. Oh, well. It's quite delightful. Isn't it something like Sunday service or Sunday in the sun? Nope. Uh, nope. Also not that one. Oh. <laughs> this is called Sunday in the Park. Oh, wow. It's close to the Sunday. <laughs> so this is for two drinks. So I, I guess I'll just split it up. Per drink, it is one ounce of lemon juice, 1.5 ounces of Lele Blanc, 1.5 ounces of bourbon, uh, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, and uh, I guess a sprig of thyme. Mm-hmm. And then some bitters. Get mm-hmm. a little shake of bitters in there. Yeah. Um, and so we actually... And so, and so soda I, water to the to the brim. I didn't have a lot of bourbon, actually, so we just used some Australian whiskey that I had, which is pretty close. Yeah. This is very light. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we topped it off with some club soda, which I think kind of just always... Makes you're supposed a little to. bit lighter. So it says like it says do it two ounces of club. Yeah, but we soda. didn't. We probably did like three fourths an amount ounce. We didn't do a lot. Yeah, because we couldn't fit it in the glass. Really. So it could have even been lighter. Yeah. Right. Mm. This is good though. It's really good. So what is it? The time is just kind of a, like uh, an aromatic kind of. Yep. Doesn't have a lot of smell though, does it? Well, maybe you need to express it. Express your time. Express it. Just kind of squeeze it a little bit. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're just kind of doing Dunkaroos with it. <laughs> Did you ever eat Dunkaroos? Were you allowed to have that? Or maybe I've had it once in my life at a friend's house, but my mom never got us Dunkaroos. My mom never. Yeah, either. it's like something you dip in like chocolate, isn't it? 
Yeah. Or um or like a, some sort of like a frosting. It was like a it was like a funfetti frosting sort of thing. Yeah. Like a cookie dipped in funfetti frosting. Dude, I was I don't I, really remember a time in my life where I was really big on sweets though. Like I don't remember being a kid and I'm sure mm-hmm. I liked it, but I don't remember like just wanting cookies and frosting and I um I remember being so horrible in terms of like lunches. So my mom would make us lunches every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like fantastic person. And I remember just like not eating my mom's lunch mm-hmm. and then just like just pounding like honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like my mom would pack me a good lunch mm-hmm. and all I, I was so jealous of people's like lunchables, mm-hmm. which is like they're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Just like a cracker, old pepperoni and like yeah. wax cheese. And you're just like, you're like oh man, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did, so back to the cocktail. After expressing the time, where mm-hmm. you, does it kind of taste, taste and smell? A little I smell it a little bit more, but I'm not yeah. really tasting time. But that's because the time wasn't really muddled. The time is like an afterthought. It's like a garnish kind of. Um, the, so I mean, the time was shaken up. Oh, it was shaken up with it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought it was just garnished afterwards. No, no, there was. So there it was is little... like slightly muddled then. Hmm. Yeah, I really like this though. This is a very just a nice light. Yeah, it's just like Airy a nice, cocktail. nice, easy drinking back porch. I gotta say though, like, I mean, when you're tasting it, does anything like? Can you taste anything from from the ingredients list? Lemon juice for me. Lemon always comes forward in like, yeah. every cocktail, to, and to, I think I taste a little of the Lillet Blanc. To me, it kind of tastes like lemon. It has the kind of carbonation and flavor of the club soda, just to kind of you know pairing well with it. And then it is like a little oak barrely and or like a little oaky. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously the bourbon. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not like a big bourbon forward mm-hmm. drink. It's not a big yeah. anything forward drink. Yeah. This is like, this is what I would recommend for someone who's like, I really don't like alcohol that much. And you're like, okay, you want to just kind of have mm-hmm. like a whatever? And you're like, yeah. Or someone that's really into wine, but not cocktails. And you kind of want to like transition them. Mm-hmm. It does have like a wine. It tastes, to me, it tastes like the Lillet Blanc. That we added a little bit of lime juice and club soda to. It's not as peppery though. I never had the. <laughs> never really had the pepper. So that the, so that whiskey was Australian whiskey. Yeah, it's called Starward. This Ooh. is their two full double grain whiskey. And whenever when I was drinking it, obviously it doesn't have apple in it, but it has like a slight uh, apple taste to it, which I really liked hmm. actually. Even though it's just you know we whiskey whiskey yeah, which I think actually pairs well with this. I mean, there's there's certainly a, a tartness. To this mm-hmm. maybe that's from the whiskey <laughs> yeah so we put bitters in here you can't really taste the bitters that much we only did a couple little s- splashes yeah not but really. we are using Peshad's bitters which has come up many times in the podcast and i've never been able to find so i finally found it and so i was like excited to use bitters because i can actually like throw some Peshad's in something so i'm reading this the bottle here and Peshad's has been around since um, 1884. Oh, and they were old. their gold medal winners. It says in New Orleans in 1884, bronze medal in Atlanta, Georgia in 1895, gold medal in St. Louis 1904, gold medal in Portland, Oregon in 1905, and then it says highest award Jamestown 1907. So Jamestown wasn't giving out golden medals. The, just the highest. Just award. the highest award. <laughs> But it says Peshad bitters have no equal for flavoring cocktails used in every bar of any prominence. 
Wow. So in early 1800s, Antoine Amade Pachaud, an apothecary, gained fame in New Orleans not for the drugs he dispensed, but for the compounding of a liquid tonic called bitters. These bitters, good for what ailed one, irrespectively of malady, gave an added zest to the potions of cognac brandy he served in his pharmacy. So that basically said, it doesn't matter what your problem is, these bitters are going to solve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With bourbon, he said? Cognac, which he served in his pharmacy. <laughs> oh my god. Cognac I'm, had long been a Say what you will, I'm, I'm glad for just the, the bare bones of the FDA. I cognac... Mean, just- had long been a popular drink in the numerous coffee houses, which is also one of me, mm-hmm. of New Orleans. I'll have a cafe latte and a cognac, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um... And presently, customers began demanding their brandy spiked with a dash of the marvelous Pashad's bitters. So how do you, like, win a gold medal for bitters? I don't how know. does that they, work? Are they just drinking bitters straight? I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and bitters, unless you have a very reduced drink like or a very simple drink, Bitters get just kind of, in my opinion, just kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of lost. I've always wondered if I should try bitters straight. Because I have, like, Angostura and this. Oh, yeah. And what's the flavor? Like, when would you be like, oh, this like this would be, like, a good for Angostura? Because Angostura has, like, this spice to it or something. We should have a bitter, bitter battle. A bitter battle? No, a bitter, bitter, a bitter, bitter battle. Like, what if I put this on the back of my hand right now and then take a little... Mm-mm. Save it for the bitter, bitter battle. Like a bitters? A right. bitters app? Right, but it's going to be bitter. Because then there's like chocolate bitters and orange bitters and different kinds of bitters. Should, but should we have a bitter battle? Yeah. Which bitter is better battle? <laughs> uh, so, mm, yum. This is good. So back to the uh, mm. the notebook. Yeah. So I was on such the, a good movie. I, I, I was. Oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bird. I'm a bird. What? I don't even remember that. Uh, that's a good part. Um, <laughs> so I was recently on vacation. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if I've talked about it in the podcast, but I decided to like master pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided that I really wanted to get into making homemade pizza. Yeah. I want to master the dough. I want to try all sorts of different types of pizza. Mm-hmm. And so I was on vacation. I'm like, now is the time. <laughs> so I went out. I bought a pizza stone. I wanted baking steel, but I ended up not being able to find it. What's baking steel? So baking steel is similar to a pizza stone. It does the same thing, mm. but it's like indestructible. It won't break. Where pizza mm. stones, a lot of times, they'll end up breaking at It'll some shatter. point. Yeah. So pizza stone is much thicker. It's like indestructible. And you could you could even use it on or your stovetop, right. making steel. You could even use it on your stovetop as like a griddle. Huh. You can use it on a grill, but it, it's like twice as expensive. No, no, it's like twice as expensive. Ugh. And so I went. Out, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get baking steel because I want the best. Because I'm, yeah. I'm going to be a pizza master. It's worth it. You you deserve yeah. it. Yeah. And so I was looking all around. I went all over the place. Couldn't find it anywhere. And a lot of people I asked were like, I've never heard of that before. I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> And so I could have ordered it online, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm on vacation. I want it now because mm-hmm. I, now's the time to like practice. So I was like, eh, I'll get a nice pizza stone and use it. And over the next year, if I want something different, maybe I'll switch. So what do you have over there? I got a big pizza stone. You showed it to me. But the pizza stone I got is really nice. Is it like, it's like dark? glazed? Yeah. yeah. And it says it can go in the dishwasher. I wouldn't but trust that. That pizza stone is so big. It won't even fit my dishwasher anyway, yeah. but I wouldn't trust it in the dishwasher. They're like, yeah, you can put it in the dishwasher yeah. if you can find it. But I got a 10-year warranty on that thing. 
on that bad boy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, so what was your first interaction with pizza? So I got a pizza book, and it's and and by the way, I love I love that you're doing pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm doing barbecue. Like, yeah. we're like ready for the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got this pizza book, and it's like one of the best books I've ever bought. Yeah. And it just the way the whole book is laid out, I'm just like the whole time looking at it and turning the pages. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It just makes sense or or what? Yeah, it's great. And then... It looks like... I mean, the pictures look great. Yeah, and then... So she goes into, like, the history of it. Just a brief history. And, you know, pizza started from, like, focaccia. And so she, like, goes into each region of Italy, you know, where these are made and what they use it with and all that stuff. And then it gets into, like, dough. Mm -hmm. And so there's a ton of different types of focaccia dough, ton of different types of pizza dough. And so I made a quick pizza dough. I made... Like a two-hour rise pizza dough. Because hmm. a lot of them are like 20 hours, 24-hour doughs that you kind of like wait for 24 hours. And so I was like, I'll try that eventually. But I wanted to try like a two-hour dough. Is it rising in your fridge? So the, the 24-hour ones the rise 24. in the fridge. Yeah, yeah the 24 yeah. is in the fridge. You kind of let them rise for like an hour or two or three. And then you put and them then in the fridge finish for like 20 the fridge. hours. Yeah. yeah. So mine was just a, just a two hours. Like you, you kind of knead the dough. You let it rise for an hour. You split it into separate balls. You let it rise for another hour. So I did that. I made a pizza. And here's the secret. <laughs> here's one of the secrets. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> the coolest thing I learned was when people make pizza at home, yeah. a lot of times they use pizza sauce. Uh-huh. Like they buy pizza sauce yeah. and put it on pizza. Yeah. Pizza sauce is already cooked. So when you put it in the oven, it overcooks and burns. Mm. So she suggests making pizza sauce. From like fresh From tomatoes, so I she suggested just getting a can, getting a can of peeled whole tomatoes, mm-hmm. which I did, and then just break it up with your hand because she kind of wants like chunks. Peeled whole tomatoes, yeah, peeled whole okay. tomatoes. Okay. So it can't be skin on whole tomatoes. I, don't know. I guess you could, but it was just you don't. I don't know if you want skin. Yeah, I guess yet. you're right. So peeled whole tomatoes because you kind of want a little bit of chunk. Yeah. So I like kind of split it up. You just put a little bit of olive oil in there and a little bit of salt, and then. You could put oregano if you wanted, which I did. It only took like one minute to make. Hmm. And then That's awesome. I made this pizza, and it was like one of the best tasting pizzas I've ever had. So why aren't we doing that on the pod right now? <laughs> it was so good. And so then I made... I put. Can the, we do that next I week? I put the other half of the dough. Can we do that next week, Justin? Maybe. Really? I don't think I'll have time. Okay. I'm very busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I took, the, I took the other half and let it rise in the... the fridge yeah. for the next day pizza dough rise and so the next day i made yeah. a so the first day i just made a classic it was a cheese oregano pizza delicious next day i made a fresh like mexican chorizo with some mozzarella okay you're getting and, a little like you know what i mean <laughs> it had some like red onion and what else did i have jalapeno with like some really good Mexican chorizo you sausage. Went, so the second pizza you made, you <laughs> went straight to Mexican pizza? <laughs> it was delicious. What in the hell, man? <laughs> Do you, um, are you someone that believes in like taking kind of the basics and just beating it to a pulp until you're pretty no, good so at I, it? No, so in this book, so once you get past the doughs, uh-huh. this is like an 800-page tome. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. And it's there is like boy. There's like... 600 pages a, that's of... A, you, I'm looking at a telephone book <laughs> yeah. that says the ultimate cookbook for yeah, pizza. Yeah, and it really is. And uh, when I bought my new phone, mm-hmm. uh, I was writing down the name of the pizza book for the phone seller because I was telling her about For the pizzas. phone seller? Yeah. 
Phones ever? Hello, phone merchant. And they're like, I oh, just work at. I was talking about the pizza. She's like, I need that book. And so when I left, I wow. was like, Oh, here's the name of the book. It's like instead of like writing down my number, yeah, I was writing yeah. down pizza, the ultimate yeah. cookbook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you turn that into letters <laughs> or numbers, that's my number. That's my phone number. Call me pizza, the ultimate cookbook. And that's so- too many letters. Numbers. I keep seeing letters. <laughs> Should we retry that? Or that's too many numbers. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, it's a great book. I would suggest buying it if you if you want to start getting into making pizza. Pizza, the ultimate cookbook. I just cider mill press. I just have too many hobbies right now. It's so easy though. I mean, like kind. It really I, is I have, easy. I, I'm at capacity for like interests mm-hmm. with the time that I have. Yeah. But it goes into there's like <laughs> Japanese pizzas. There's all sorts of pizzas. There is a pizza in there that uses squid ink, which Ooh. I have a lot of squid ink in the cabinet from one episode we did a long time ago. Is it like a black pizza? Yeah. Like a black Dude. squidding pizza with like Let's some seafood on it, and yeah, can we do that? It would be kind of crazy. Let's do that on the. I pod. really also want to try. That would be like, dude. That would be full circle on the pod. <laughs> but Andy smokes and makes some like pulled pork. I would love to do oh, yeah, like a barbecue man. smoked pulled pork pizza. Are you trying to collab with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we smoked a pizza though? That's what you I want to try. Yeah, um, I think. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Because there's a lot of recipes in there that use smoked things on the pizza. But what about flopping that thing on? Because well, with I, pizza stone, you can put it on like a charcoal grill as long as the heat's not direct. As long as it's like an indirect, like spread out heat. Right. Like a universal heat. It won't crack. So you could put it on a grill. Um, I, I think, I don't think it's a good idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean. I will say one of my favorite things is like uh, a wood-fired pizza, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, you cannot beat that. And I also heard a pizza steel from who? No, when I was reading from, it, when I was doing ver- my research from the cell phone merchant, yeah. <laughs> from the cell phone salesman, mm-hmm. salesman. Um, she was real skinzy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> when I was researching pizza stone versus baking steel, mm-hmm. baking steel is the closest you can get to a pizza oven or brick pizza oven in terms yeah. of flavor. In terms of like how it cooks the pizza, weird in like a regular oven. Hmm. So like pizza steel is the best, but it's just expensive. So one of my favorite pizza joints of all time, and it could just be nostalgia kicking in. It's Il Forno's in. Gaithersburg. What does that stand for? The Forno. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what El Forno stands for, but um, but it was one of my favorite pizza joints. And this is, you know, I growing up in the 90s in Gaithersburg, Maryland. It was a wood-fired pizza joint mm. or pizza. And the guy was, you know, he was tossing the pizza when you were there. And it, it, he wasn't like performative. He was just doing his job. And um, And then they had like a pizza, like a wood-fired pizza oven right in there. So uh, at some point, Il Forno's was bought out by um, an Indian family who then the pizza guy was still there. And so he was still making pizzas and they sold Indian food. Did they make an Indian pizza? I don't know. But do you understand how excited I was when <laughs> those two things happened? And that was actually probably some of my earliest experiences with Indian food. They should have made a non-pizza. Yeah. Like that would have been um, good. Or like a, or, or at least like a... Uh, a Chicken makhni pizza, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or a samosa pizza, mm-hmm. if you kind of wanted to do that, like uh, potatoy sort of curry yeah. and peas sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, but 
But that was, I mean, I love, I mean, it's just hard to beat wood-fired pizza. Yeah, wood-fired pizza is great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sunday in the park, great cocktail um, for a, like a light cocktail. I think it's a good Sunday drink, actually. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Would you, you know, Le Le Blanc, or however you say it, has kind of been the running theme for these two drinks. It, it clearly has been. It's it's not like the the showstopper for these drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. What's well, all? <laughs> it doesn't have like a bold flavor. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's um, and so it it's not gonna like perk up in a drink unless you're drinking it like with just something plain. Like you know, I said you could serve it over the rocks or with a little bit of club soda. I think then it would shine. But once you put other, especially citrus, yeah, I think it's just gonna hide because it's 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 not a very like bold flavor. With the Corpse Reviver, they said that they're like, you could use vermouth or Lille Blanc. Hmm. So, yeah, I could see that, like white vermouth. Like yeah. a dry, dry like a white dry vermouth. vermouth. Yeah. But this is, but Lille Blanc is way better than dry vermouth. To sip alone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's got so much better flavor. So I yeah. would choose that. I wonder how drinking another drink. So, what, what is it? It's either the, when we did the vermouth episode, we did yes. a Manhattan mm-hmm. and we did. What's the other one? We did one with a white and one with a red. One was a Manhattan. It was a martini, was it? Maybe it was a martini. But I wonder if you... What if you made a martini with Le Blanc? Um, kind of good, I think. There, there is a drink called that. Really? Or, or, or with that. So there is a cocktail called the Vesper, which is uh, half an ounce of vodka, quarter ounce of Lille Blanc, and two ounces of gin. Hmm. And so it was popularized by James Bond. Oh, wow. Uh, in the 1953 uh, Casino Royale novel. Oh, in the novel. Wow, that's a, yeah. a novel? That movie was based on a novel? Yeah. Weird. You didn't know that... Did you know that James Bond was based on novels? Nope. Really? No. Well, who's the reader now? <laughs> Have you read any? Still not me. I just knew the cultural context. <laughs> who's the pop culture trivia guy now? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did you know that before you read that? Did I know about what? The books. Yes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Are you a James Bond guy or no? No. Okay. I'm a, I think when you're like comparing, I'm a Mission Impossible guy. Really? Mm-hmm. When you're comparing the two. Well, this is the last episode of Snackdown. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I mean, not really, but I don't think I've watched more than the first Mission Impossible. Justin is bugging out right now. You should now. watch some of the recent ones. How many James Bond movies Insane. have you watched? Most of them. Well, actually, I, most of them? I haven't watched I'm the old. BS I haven't if you watched didn't know that they were based on books. I haven't watched the old ones. A lot of the old ones, like the oh. Sean Connery ones, and like oh, the. Okay. We need to skip Snackdown one week. I watched a lot of Pierce Brosnan. Blah. I, I don't mean, really he, like the. Da- was... I don't really like the Daniel Craig ones. Okay, so you you can't go boring and you can't go intense. What are you What are you looking at? So you just like which ones? Which ones have you? So you haven't watched the old ones. I've watched maybe one or two. Who was the original? Oh God! Don't don't like, seven. I thought it was. I'm trying uh, to think of who it was. It wasn't Sean Connery. No, Sean Connery was one of the popular ones, but there was another guy. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. So you're probably a Timothy Dalton James Bond. Guy. <laughs> no. See, I just I don't know. I can't get into. I can't get into James Bond. Um. I mean, they're not bad. I I think what I liked about James Bond was the espionage. And I did like the gadgets. Such a gadget guy. Man. Not a gadget Go guy? Go watch. Are you not a gadget guy? I'm a gadget guy. But I yeah. like... I mean, I've seen your Mission knife Impossible collection. Mission Impossible is like... I've a- seen... Hold on. 
I've seen your knife. Mission Impossible (laughs) is a American, I think, like an American spy version of like 007, I would say. But the way that are you calling me an imperialist? The the no, but I'm saying are you calling me a red coat? The writing and the stunts and everything for Mission Impossible are just so much better. 007, at least the modern ones, are stylized in a way that I don't like. Mission Impossible, they're over stylized and they follow. I'm gonna like, say it again, Justin. I'm gonna say it again. Hmm. Mission Impossible supports Scientology. <laughs> just because Tom Cruise is in it. Oh yeah, his stunts are out of this world though. Literally out of this world. He literally world. flies a helicopter in the most recent one. His stunts are literally out of this world, which is what Scientology believes in. <laughs> yeah. So this leads me to, <laughs> b- before we close out, this leads me to my last topic, because we're talking about watching. This is a more serious This isn't bend. in the book. No. Okay. No, okay. this is a serious bend. So. Bend. Like, we're bending back towards serious. Okay. So, there's a, so Ridley Scott did this thing back in 2010 called Life in a Day. I don't know Ridley if you ever Scott? watched this. Who's Ridley Scott? You don't know who Ridley Scott is? No. He did Alien. Is it the girl that did uh, that played? Um, it's a guy. Hold on. <laughs> He's a producer it, and a hold director. On, hold on. Is that the girl that? Um, oh my gosh. She was the Jedi kind of apprentice. No. In the in the Star Wars movie. No. Ray. Yeah, but what's her real name? I don't know. So, anyways, back in 2010. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, Ridley Scott was a producer. Yes. But he told everyone in the world basically. To film on this one day, and then they were gonna take the they were gonna edit this whole thing into a movie of like one day on planet Earth, basically. Okay. And so they did that in 2010, and I watched it probably 2010, 2011, and it was it's just an awesome thing. And, you know, there's like there's just different clips of people's lives. There's like 10,000 hours of video that they cut down into like this hour and a half movie from like a hundred different countries and you're following like different people's lives and whatever. And they asked a few questions like, what do you love? What do you hate? What do you fear? Like different things like that. And people Mm. answered some of them and some of it was just like showing clips of their life or stuff like that. And it's so, I don't know. It was just like an amazing thing to watch. Like all the things that are happening on the same day across the, like the whole planet. So Daisy Ridley did not do this. No. No. So what I'm, what I'm, the point of this is, <laughs> in 2019, Ridley Scott was like, we're going to do it again in 2020, because it's 10 years oh, later. Oh, no. And so they, they set up the day to do it before the craziness of 2020. So, so it's they, like, everyone's just like, just watching Netflix So right they now. did it, July 25th, 192 countries filmed, and I watched it like two days ago, and it's just, Depressing. it's amazing. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. Because it, it goes from, like, morning to night, shows a full day mm-hmm. of, like, the whole planet Earth. There's people being born. There's people dying. There's people, like, getting married. There's people, like, getting their hearts broken. Who's like, filming? Who's like, yeah, I'll do your little art <laughs> thing. Grandpa's dying, but worth it. <laughs> you should watch it, though. Like, it is amazing <laughs> just to see, like, the human experience. Pat Pap's on his deathbed. What <laughs> weird timing. That Like, seeing one day on planet Earth, like, the... The full scope of the human experience. Yeah, it's really really cool, and I think I think it's something that everything sh- everyone should watch. And I think it would be good. Like I watched both of them. I think both of them were good. I don't remember the 2010 one much because I watched it like 10 years ago. But the 2021 was really good, just because I mean we just went through that year. Hmm. But I mean, you see people that are poor. You people see people that are starving. You see people that are YouTubers. Like just like the whole scope of like the so human dynamic. existence. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's really good. And I think, I think people should watch it, especially like high schoolers, 
to be like, oh, I'm not like the center of the universe. <laughs> like yeah. this is, and by the end of the movie, you're like, that all happened on that in one day. in one day on planet yeah. Earth. It's just it's just so interesting. It's so amazing that she can go from being an actress for like the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I couldn't have a serious conversation. <laughs> An orphan, if you will. An orphan on a poorly written trilogy. Excuse me? Oh. What's a nine-illogy? I said trilogy. Yeah, but it's not a trilogy. But Yeah, but the the, tr- the recent trilogy like was sub-trilogy? like the worst written thing ever. Mm, have mm. you seen episode two, dude? I'm thinking of the new ones. They Do were you- all like... Like right. Written. Do you remember when? Like Jar-Jar, when I wrote when I remember when Jar Jar Binks when I <laughs> I woke up and wrote sweatshirt tree. That's how they wrote Worse. the trilogy of Star Wars, <laughs> the new one. They're like, you're gonna drink weird alien milk and get super. <laughs> and sweatshirt tree was better. <laughs> Anyways, that was a hot take on the new Star Wars. That was Wars. a hot take. Okay. Well, on that note, very. These good. are great. So, which drink do you think is better? I think they're great for different times. They're very different, so it's hard to compare. Sunday in the Park is just that. It's a good day drinker. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you want to make, like, a nice, light cocktail, I don't think it was necessarily, like, light and ABV, but it was just a very light, palatable cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was full of ice, you know, so it is going to stay cool. Um, but I think even at baseline, it's not this, like, thick, syrupy, mm-hmm. heavy drink. I think that's like the yeah. perfect time I, for it. I think this is like a Sunday in the park drink. That's right. And then like the in other the drink is kind of like an evening. Oh, yeah. Kind of jazz club. Yeah. Kind of drink. But yeah, I I don't know which drink I liked better. I think maybe the first one because I kind of liked the absinthe. I did like the absinthe. Yeah, I think it paired well with the gin. It was very botanical. and. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think the first drink overall just had more flavor to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. The other drink was very light. Yeah. Saturday in the Park was very light, but Corpse Survivor... More drinkable, like we said. Yeah. Very light, drinkable drink. Yeah. But yeah, I think the other one had more flavor. Yeah, it had more It had more life in it. Mm-hmm. Think about that. <laughs> it was like something that was dead that came to life. Just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, it was good. So get out there and get some Le Le Blanc. Le Le Blanc. Have well, that sounded good. Straight, yeah, right? yeah, that was a good one. That was your best Maybe we one. just kind of over, like, just kind of dub that over everything that I've just Maybe. done. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find this episode and others like it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash snackdown. You can go to our partners at Eat Local New York at eatlocalnystate.com. And you can call us and leave us a funny voicemail or a message or a suggestion or anything you want. At 315-313-5456. Snack you later. Bye. (laughs) 10,000 hours of video in one day. Thank you, Daisy. Uh, Ridley Scott Life in a daisy <laughs>